0: Hello, and welcome to The Bright Podcast.
1: We're building and refining individuals through education is our mission. I'm Jamie Burno,
0: And I'm Stephanie Burno. We are a husband and wife team that is passionate about bringing you the latest information when it comes to health, fitness, and personal growth.
1: So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. This podcast is brought to you by Burno Bodies. We offer cutting-edge strength training online programs and customized nutrition plans to help you succeed with your fitness goals. Check us out at burnobodies.com to get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another bright episode.
0: This week is Valentine's Day, and what are we going to do this week?
1: We're going to do some extreme dating.
0: We are actually going to be falling with style through the air.
1: We're going to fly through the sky like a rock.
0: We are also going skydiving, if you didn't catch on to that.
1: Yes, I can't wait. Valentine's Day, 13,000 feet, falling at terminal velocity.
0: Nothing says I love you more than willing to risk your life. Flying through the air for someone.
1: Yes, that's true love. So I think that's really cool that you're doing that with me.
0: I am terrified of heights and I am terrified of the fact that I'm going to be jumping out of an airplane. I'm an ER trauma nurse and I have seen what mistakes do. And so I'm terrified.
1: And I'm a retired cop and I miss the adrenaline.
0: So, we're doing it, regardless of our fears, or rather, my fears, and we're going to have so much fun.
1: I think it could be a new passion, a new hobby of mine, because I think I'm already getting bored. So, I think this is going to be cool. You're going to like it. You're going to love it.
0: I was talking about this at work, and someone said, what if you like it more than Jamie does?
1: We could do it together more.
0: I don't think so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll see this Thursday.
0: This Thursday. We'll report back next week. It's but gonna be so cool. On today's episode, we wanted to talk about one of our loves, our mutual loves, and that is health and fitness.
1: Yes. This is a passion of mine. I think it's a big passion of yours.
0: Yes, you did get me started. I bit into the to the forbidden fruit of health and fitness and now i'm here
1: the inspirational apple
0: inspirational yeah not forbidden inspirational apple i like that that's good
1: this is why i love doing this too is just to kind of put the word out there to inspire others to get passionate about this stuff because i think it's just so important to live healthy and to live a healthy lifestyle
0: i couldn't agree more I know that there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to health and fitness, and so we want to break down some of those misconceptions today.
1: Yeah. A lot of misconceptions out there. Um, there's so much information out there, too. It's just, I don't think people really take the time to do the research, and so that's why we're here. We're we're doing all the research for you. We're putting out some material from the latest and greatest, and um
0: We are also health and fitness coaches ourselves. We are certified personal trainers, which is huge. And a lot of the people nowadays don't have the actual certifications to be doing this.
1: Yeah, they don't, which is surprising to me how people can be given fitness advice and personal training advice when they're not even certified in personal training, because that could cause a lot of injuries, I think.
0: Yeah, it's kind of crazy.
1: So, Now, as far as health and fitness, the misconceptions is, one, it's not like a short-term thing. It's something that you have to change as far as your lifestyle.
0: Oh, yeah. I totally agree. And that's that's what
1: we preach as far as our business.
0: It's like an ongoing commitment to yourself to be healthier and continue to grow in that.
1: Yeah. And when we take on clients, it's usually for, it's not really too long. It depends on what they want, but it's always just to kind of get the ball in motion for them. You know, we give them the education and the tools they need so they can be really successful on their own and build healthy habits themselves. And we kind of guide them along the way.
0: I think one of the biggest misconceptions a lot of people think is that they have to do a lot of cardio
1: that's a big one yeah um for some reason i I think maybe it's just because they think if they have to run that's working hard and you have to work hard in order to get to your goal weight which is i mean i i think that can't be further from the truth and it's actually a lot of things, but running and doing cardio is one common myth about losing weight.
0: I mean, yes, at times we do have to add in cardio because we want to create a deficit and creating a deficit is by lowering your calories and also adding in some amount of cardio. However, doing unlimited amount of cardio is just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I like to think of cardio as just an added tool on my tool belt that I can use to create more of a caloric deficit. It shouldn't be your number one go-to tool to use to create that deficit. Your deficit is actually going to come from your nutrition first and foremost
0: and you can also burn calories i mean you do burn calories while building muscle so if you work hard to build more muscle more muscle means more calorie or more fat burning at rest
1: yeah and it all depends on like what your goals are i mean if you're training for a marathon then by all means wires you know Run your knees away, but uh, it in the long term, a lot of running for miles and miles. I think we're the only species on the planet that that runs as much as we do for for unnecessary things.
0: <laughs> I was like, well, cheetahs run a lot, but they it's not for unnecessary very things. So term. I mean, there's that
1: very short distance, but uh, we do crazy things like run twenty six miles.
0: Hey, some people love that and kudos to them. There's amazing people who do that, but we're just saying that you don't need to do that in order to lose weight.
1: Right. Not necessary. I would just try and avoid it and only incorporate it in certain types of cardio like HIT, which is high intensity interval type training. So, and that's something that shouldn't be used all the time.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of fad diets. I know we are talking about the amount of information that is out there. Huge misconception when it comes to fad diets. There are so many different diets out there.
1: Yeah, that's what people usually think when they have to lose weight. It's like, okay, what diet should I choose? Should I choose Jenny Craig? Uh,
0: Weight Watchers?
1: Weight Watchers or paleo or keto
0: there are literally probably over a hundred different diets that you can do and what we do and what we stress and what we believe is there is no right or wrong diet it's only what is sustainable for you
1: yeah think long term so fad diets let's say you live a certain type of lifestyle where you are used to eating certain types of foods and it's gotten you to a point where you've gotten overweight and now you need to shed some of that weight so you think you need to go on some um, unknown name diet and you're on this diet for however long and you may reach or get close to your goal weight and a lot of times what people do when they reach their goal weight is they stop that particular diet and then they go back to their old lifestyle what they've uh, what they're used to eating and what happens with that is that um, what the body does it's it's called a rebound where you will gain all that weight back that you lost not only will you gain it back but your body resets its uh, weight uh, thermostat as you will to a higher number now so let's say you were at 200 pounds, and your goal was to get to 175. Well, when you rebound back to 200, it's going to reset it up to like 210, because the body has these certain mechanisms in place that doesn't want to go through that again, because it's it's part of its uh, survival mechanisms where it doesn't want to have to create that deficit and lose all that weight, all that fat, because fat is part of survival.
0: Another reason why it does that is because as you're dieting, your metabolic rate becomes lower and that happens gradually over time as you're decreasing your calories. So when you shoot right back up to eating however, whatever you're eating before, your met- metabolic rate is lower than what you're eating, so that excess that you're, is just blowing it through the roof. Your body cannot adapt to what you're eating.
1: Exactly, yeah. A lot of times people don't understand, like for certain people that are trying to lose weight, uh, they slowly uh, decrease their, their calories over time. So it doesn't create such a shock to their metabolism. And then when they get to their goal weight, they have to slowly reverse their calories back in. Because if you go back to this certain old habit of, you know, eating what you're used to eating, you're putting in so many calories that the the only thing the body can do is store it.
0: Exactly. So don't do fad diets, please, please, please. I cannot say that enough. We don't do these fad diet pills. Don't do these like crazy things that people are doing. Do something that is sustainable and maintainable and something that you're going to be willing to do over the rest of your life and do something that you can still work to incorporate the things that you love so you're not binging and restricting and feeling guilty But something that you can incorporate all the things that you love.
1: Yeah, you don't have to cut everything out for the rest of your life. I mean, to live a healthy lifestyle doesn't mean you can never have sweets or cakes or ice cream. You can still incorporate that, just not all the time.
0: I mean, me, I am the ice cream junkie of this family. I love it so much. Bring on all the sugar. (laughs) But but there's a time and a place for that. And that's something that you need to learn as well. Obviously, when we are getting ready for a show, we are not eating a ton of sugar. I'm not eating a ton of ice cream. We have to really rein that in because there is a time and a place for that.
1: Yeah, so don't go with like trendy diets, something that you don't know about because it's just going to come back and it's going to bite you. So if you don't have like any medical issues where you don't have um, Hashimoto's or celiac disease, I would just uh, keep eating uh, gluten. Because we've been eating that for thousands of years, and all of a sudden someone came up with this gluten-free, trendy, fad diet where it's just been sp- spreading like wildfire, and everyone thinks they need to stay away from gluten. And so, unless you you have that medical issue, don't uh, wipe out all the stuff that has gluten um, in your diet. And that's just that's just my opinion. It's because I love bread and and pasta and everything that has gluten, and I don't have any problems, and I don't I don't have those medical issues that prohibits me from from eating gluten. And and my take on keto, it's it's not something that's long term. So like we we're saying. Think long term for the rest of your life. Are you going to be able to just eat high fats and uh, high protein for the rest of your life and not have any carbohydrates? I mean, that's just that's just silly.
0: I mean, there are some people that do that and are willing to commit to that for the rest of their lives. However, yeah. I feel like the majority of people that are doing these keto diets are doing it for the short term, for the instant weight loss, and then as soon as they've reached their goal, they're going back right into those same oh, yeah, way. They're going to they bloom
1: right back up.
0: So. Yeah. So please I mean, again, a, don't do yeah, that. Yeah. There's that a very diet.
1: there's a very small percentage of people that will stay on a ketogenic diet, but for the average person that just needs to live a healthy lifestyle needs to shed a few pounds. Here's a secret. Just eat what you're eating. Eat clean. Clean it up a little bit. All right. Take a look at your, what you're eating and, and say, okay, do I need this every day? Do I have to have cookies and cakes every day? Do I need all cut these sugars? Out your,
0: cut out your sodas, please.
1: Yeah. And I've had people ask me, like, when I'm cutting for a competition, like, oh, what is it you're eating? Just salads? And uh, I eat probably three times as much as they do. And when we write diets to people that need to lose weight, it's, it's very surprising how much they are not eating. They are not eating enough to, just to maintain um, their organs to function properly.
0: So many people are under eating. Like so many people, About, men, women, e- like 80%
1: everyone. 80% of our clients are under eating.
0: So, that's actually, how can you diet someone who's already eating low calories? We cannot diet you. So, we actually have had to slowly add calories in for some of these people. And what happens is their composition gets better because we're feeding them. Surprisingly. We're feeding the muscle.
1: Yeah.
0: Going back to the salad thing. Oh, my gosh. That kills me because you once told me never take diet advice from people who eat salads. (laughs) Yes. And it's just so true. You know, there's, have you ever looked at a salad? So say you go to a restaurant and you look at like a main entree and a salad. So people choose a salad because they think that's going to be healthier. But if you compare these calorically side by side, the salad nine times out of 10 has way more calories than any entree does.
1: Yeah, like at a major restaurant they say a salad has three times more calories than uh a couple Big Macs.
0: It's so crazy. They the amount of like dressing and the in the dressing it's yeah. fats and sugars and all this stuff. So
1: Yeah, it's very high in calories. So you can have a little bit of salad I mean don't get me wrong I still eat
0: salads but I add on protein we definitely make sure there's you know our lean protein on that ground beef chicken Um, and we obviously measure out our dressing sizes and these are homemade and using like specific dressings
1: yeah so uh, another trick to uh, just maintaining a healthy lifestyle with as far as your calories is just you just want to be consistent with your daily macronutrients which are your proteins your carbohydrates and your fats i mean if you're wanting to lose weight you want to maintain the same roughly the same amount of calories per day but still creating a deficit
0: there is Carb cycling, which does change the calories up a little bit, but that's very different than starving yourself one day and then just like completely overeating the next day and kind of doing this flip flopping. Um, it's continually to track and know what you're ingesting.
1: Yeah, because a lot of times people don't know exactly what they're uh, putting into their bodies as far as their calories and their macros. You know, it's, it's different every day. And a lot of times with keto, people will say, Oh, I lost a lot of weight with keto. It's because they're cutting out a whole food group. They're cutting out, you know, a third of their portions from not eating carbohydrates. And sometimes their body may not even be in uh, ketosis because maybe they're still taking in some carbohydrates, but they're still cutting out a whole lot of foods from their diet and they're still eating the wrong things
0: another big misconception we kind of went through a lot in that and i didn't name them however i'm going to name this one lifting weights makes women huge i am i am so huge right now because i've been lifting weights for so long i am huge
1: yeah i hear that from a lot of females especially Is like I can't lift weights because I look like a look like a dude.
0: Excuse me. Do I look like a dude? Hello, all you or, people out there. I do not look like a dude. Thank you.
1: I just get too big. It's like they, they think they touch a dumbbell and they're just going to blow up. I need those kind of genetics.
0: Yeah. How, where do you get those? Because seriously. I don't know where this came from. I know... I really, I don't know where this came from. I understand that some people see like fitness competitors, like the women's bodybuilders, women's physique, even the women's figure and possibly even the women's bikini. They see these people and they're like, I don't want to look like that. You're not going to look like that. You're going to look like you and you're going to... Put on, yes, some muscle, but that's what's going to make you look healthy and it's not going to make you look so huge. You don't have enough testosterone in your body to make you huge like a man.
1: Right. Not without some form of exogenous testosterone, which is, you know, synthetic testosterone or anabolics. A lot of competitors, a lot of these females we'll have to use in order to be competitive on a professional level of course you're going to be using some sort of anabolic and androgenic steroids in order to get that big it's impossible for females to achieve that sort of mass as far as bodybuilding without some sort of um, steroid but you know that's that is a common misconception is that females think if they lift weights they're just going to get big and they're going to look bigger but what actually happens is that muscle it gets dense and gets stronger and that increases your metabolism and then your let's say you have big arms and most of it's probably fat your arms will actually shrink and it'll look more toned that's where people get this you know I want to look toned look
0: oh my gosh people another one i just want to get toned stop saying that yeah
1: <laughs> what that means is Getting toned is you're actually putting on some muscle and you're losing fat.
0: Did you hear that? Getting toned means you are putting on muscle. Okay. That's what that that sculpted look that everyone's yeah. going for, that toned look, that means putting on muscle. Yeah. You
1: can't sculpt or chisel muscle. You can, you can only work with your genetics. Muscle only grows and atrophies. That's oh. it.
0: Just like you cannot spot reduce. No. no, That's not a thing either.
1: No spot reduction in fat. You have to kind of attack the whole animal there.
0: Yeah. I mean, women usually have places they hold on to fats, usually like their hips. Men have different places where they store their fat. And there's no way to spot reduce. It's all overall fat loss. That's what's going to get.
1: Your body's going to pick and choose where it's going to dip into its fat stores
0: it's not going to be like okay i'm going to go ahead and just lose fat from my arms
1: and doing a whole bunch of uh crunches that's not gonna really get you a six pack everyone has a six pack trust me everyone has nice obliques uh nice abdominals it's being lean is when you actually can see them so you have to lose the fat if you want to see your your abs Unless you just have underdeveloped abdominals and you need to do crunches. I, I probably do crunches once every two weeks if I get bored. But that's not something I really focus on.
0: Another thing is no pain, no gain.
1: No pain, no gain. That's, that was a saying like back in the 70s and 80s. and um,
0: You must feel the pain in order to grow.
1: What they meant was, I mean, you got to be pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. But yeah. as, fa- as, as far as feeling pain, if you're feeling pain, you need to stop what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> you need to listen to your body. Uh, if if you're having some sort of impingement or some uh, sharp pain or something like that, you might have a tear. Or, you know, that's how people get injured at the gym. So listen to your body, throw out the no pain, no gain. But when you're working out, push yourself out of your comfort zone. Don't I, make things easy.
0: I mean, there's been times where I've had to stop my workout because maybe I'm having some like knee pain or something. So I immediately stop my workout. I'm not pushing myself through that. Maybe it's just, I need to stretch for a second to, you know, whatever, but I definitely don't continue on with whatever I'm doing.
1: Yeah. I've had to stop a couple times, just like knee problems, like sharp pain in my knee. I'll, That'll be the end of it, no more no more legs,
0: and it is okay to do that, and it's okay to take a rest day. Rest is not for the week. I mean, everyone needs a rest day that's super important to resetting. You gotta have
1: a balance here of uh, building uh, you're breaking down the muscle at the gym, right? and sleep is the only time the muscles are going to recover. So you got to get an adequate amount of sleep. If you want to see the results from pushing yourself so hard at the gym, then recovery is just as important as building. And as far as stretching, there is this misconception about stretching before and after. And I've heard this from massage therapists. And... Um, as far as lifting, you don't want to stretch before you work out. You yeah. want to do dynamic type of stretching. Yes. If you do want to stretch. But stretching um, is telling your muscles to go to sleep.
0: So I do dynamic warm-up or dynamic stretching. And that is so beneficial to my lifts because I can definitely feel a difference in my glutes, my lower back when I do my uh, dynamic warm-up before my heavy leg days, if I'm not doing those, I will definitely have glute and back pain later on that day or, you know, further on to the next day or whatever. But I don't think that it is appropriate. You hear, never stretch a cold muscle. That's exactly what you're doing if you're doing these hold and stretches before yeah. you're working out.
1: Dynamic is more like a pulsating
0: Yeah, it's kind of, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's like you're going through the motions of the exercise almost. So like, you know, arm circles, you're doing arm circles for your shoulders, you're um, doing leg swings.
1: Right. So the best way to warm up that muscle, what I usually do, let's say if I am working shoulders, I'll, my first exercise will be very light, and I'll go through the motions of that particular set. So I'll go through the exercise, but with very lightweight, very light, uh, just to get the, the blood flowing into the muscles, getting the muscles warmed up.
0: Yeah, I think that's appropriate as well.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I do plenty of warm—I'll probably spend 10 to 15 minutes of just warming up my muscles. just because I'm older now, and you know I don't recover as quickly as I used to in my younger days— And then I make it a point after every workout to stretch, hold and stretch after my workouts.
0: Which I am not the best at that. I'm getting better and doing the um, foam roller. And that's what's going to help you recover as well. Like you said, that's what helps remind the muscle to go to sleep. We're not working anymore.
1: Yeah. And then um, going back to cardio real quickly is... Using cardio as an added tool to create a deficit. Uh, Timing is uh, important when you're doing cardio. So what I like to do is I like to work smarter, not harder. I like to work more efficiently. So with cardio, if I do need to create a deficit, if I'm on some sort of restriction, I'll do cardio after my lifting. Because when you first go into the gym, you're probably... Uh, have you 've probably eaten uh, you, you, your liver is full of glycogen, and when you a lot of times people will go to the gym and first thing they do is get on the treadmill or start uh, burning away glycogen when they 're doing their cardio so my uh suggestion is to do your lift, go through your your movements first do your exercises, and then to your cardio afterwards because about the first forty five minutes of your workout um, is your, your body is burning glycogen from your liver. And then after your lift, then it'll start to dip into its fat stores. So you're burning mostly fat for fuel.
0: And that's why it's more beneficial to do those cardio and hit sessions after your lift.
1: Exactly. And hit. they say, studies show that hit you're burning, um, uh, Fat at an accelerated rate it's it's an exponential rate than just regular low intensity or moderate intensity uh, cardio
0: which I understand that it is super hard to perform hit, especially after a heavy leg day it's pretty hard to want to do that hit session, but it's super important and if you only have like a few hit sessions per week you can actually make those hit sessions fall on days that you're maybe not doing legs yeah i agree or you can maybe you have like for me right now i have three leg days so one of my hit sessions is gonna fall on the that day so i try and get it to to be on my leg day that's my lighter leg day if you will
1: yeah, I try to do like two to three hit sessions when I'm cutting, and I would avoid them on leg days just because my legs. I have to make them like Jello in order to see any type of improvement. That's just me, though. So,
0: those are some of the biggest misconceptions that we have come up with.
1: Yeah, just uh, just a few of them. If um, you have any questions for us regarding any type of training. Um, nutrition please let us know give us uh, some feedback you can comment uh, or you can email us our website is burnobodies.com
0: thanks again for joining us on another episode of Bright, we'll see you next week